This is Taking the World by Stormy with Stormy Daniels and co-host Dwayne Crawford. Continue listening at your own risk. Everybody, I am Stormy Daniels, and you are listening to Taking the World by Stormy. Today, I have always my co-host Dwayne Crawford. Hello, and Miss Susie Q. That's me. And Mr. Bone Gazi. Welcome. And our guest today is a very good friend of mine, a uh, Team Stormy part-time pirate aboard the Black Pearl. Part-time pirate. I dig that. Yeah. You look like you'd be a part-time pirate. That's what his jacket should Damn. say. Need, I think he's earned himself one of the Team Stormy pirate jackets, and it should say part-time pirate. I would love it. Uh, say hi to everybody, Tommy. Hello. I, I think he only gets a part-time pirate jacket if he wears a pirate hat with it. Yo. Damn. Oh, we can arrange that. He got his. Uh, he got a permanent laminate last night because we usually make him give them back. His official permanent laminate. Do I get an eye patch is the question. Oh, be careful what you wish for, I baby. Mean, I, I can poke your eye out. That's that's totally fine. That can be arranged. All you have to do is hug Justin when he's got his leather jacket on. Somebody get a stick. Oh, yeah, and you're good I'll to take go. care of this right now. <laughs> Damn. So we are here in the tundra of Wisconsin because I did Skyline Comedy Club last night, which was the last uh, of a four day mini tour booking from hell. The clubs were great. The audiences were great. Awesome sold out shows. But the travel schedule was pretty fucking brutal. Um, We did Oklahoma City, got up at 5 in the morning, flew to uh, Spokane, Spokane, then did a show that night that was sold out, had a couple meetings that day, including uh, my stepmom, ex-stepmom that I hadn't seen in over 20 years, came to visit. So that was pretty intense, yet awesome. Uh, and then we drove five hours to Tacoma and did a very big sold-out show, which... I thought was pretty good. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was baller. Uh, after doing an interview for Inside Edition earlier that day, oh, yeah, uh, and then we caught a flight and proceeded to have a very rough travel day yesterday to get here to Appleton, well, Wisconsin. We, well, we drove from Spokane to Tacoma. Right. Road trip. Road trip. That was a pretty long, extensive situation. It's great, though. I drove really straight it. into doing the show, did yeah. the show, caught a two-hour nap. Then flew here. Yeah, and that was a pretty rough travel day yesterday with delayed flights and uh, canceled flights, canceled flights, missed flights. Uh, Michael Vegas is actually not here at this very moment because he's at the airport dealing with a rental car issue. So it's an ongoing thing. But what I want to know is it was sort of a baptism by fire to Team Stormy for, for Justin. For the noob. Yeah. For um, my March girl. Yeah. Is this your first? Is this your first tour? Like, it, like yeah. proper? Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is like rock star boot camp for you. Basically. Yeah. This is your internship. Yep. Where do I sign for you to get college credit? Ooh. I didn't mean to say it like that. Sorry. <laughs> That's so awesome. What's up, creep? <laughs> no, it was um, it was interesting though. It was most of it was a blur. I do remember. Um, can I tell the strip club story? Yes. Okay. Cool. Tommy's suddenly very interested. 
I'm Dude, interested. Oh, yeah, definitely. You didn't hear it yet. I have not. So, um, on our first night, we no, no, you need to back up and explain what happened to you before you even got here. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, so I was in. I was flying out of New Orleans, where I'm, you know, from, and got to the airport at about eight thirty a.m. Flight for nine, and um. My flight got delayed like three different times, so I didn't end up getting out of New Orleans until 5 p.m. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot what time I even got into uh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. <laughs> See, it is a blur. <laughs> yeah, but, it's all a blur. But he's not as experienced of a traveler. He handled terrible. it very well, but, you know, he, he had a delayed flight. He didn't really know what to do. Finally got delayed so many times that he missed his connecting flight. Uh, so... He was getting irritated with the people at United Airlines for being completely fucking unhelpful. And Dwayne actually had to call and threaten people, which is one of his favorite things to do, honestly. Yeah. Especially if it happens to be United Airlines, who he despises. Yeah, fuck you, United Airlines. So, Pieces of shit. Uh, he, Justin, had sent me a text, like an update text. We've been texting back and forth. And he was like, I wish strip clubs had, I mean, I wish airports had strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. Yo. They kind of do, <laughs> but I was, you know, I was like, I'll they take do it. have landing strips. Hey. Oh. So to reward Justin for his pain and suffering and not having a nervous breakdown as some other people that I know who used to travel with me would have definitely had a nervous breakdown. I said, I will take you to a strip club. The problem is it's Oklahoma city and I can't guarantee very much. Uh, <laughs> and I know that the club that I can get us into has two sides, which is cool. One's topless with alcohol and the other's nude. And he goes, N- I've never been to a nude club. Game on, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now you can finish your story. Yeah, so, um, you know, we go into, what's the name of the club? Uh, it was Deja, Goosh, Deja Vu Showgirls, and the other side was, was it Dreamgirls? It barely, it was, I can't remember. I, one of it's the a Deja other, Vu chain club. Yeah. yeah, Deja Vu club. It was... A weekday, so the club. Well, we we go in on the topless side first, you know, get comps, a couch, and drinks, and all of that. But it's super dead. It's Sunday night at one o'clock in the morning in oh. Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, such a mood. <laughs> but you know, then we went over to the full nude side, which was way more entertaining. Yeah. Where I don't even know where I should start this story, really. I signed a girl's butt, so I, I began right away by defacing the strippers. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you started off all this madness. <laughs> yeah, well, Consensually she defacing the strippers, yes. Let's... Yeah, she did ask. She but... brought her own Sharpie. Oh. She did. And yeah. then she spent 20 minutes Instagram, Instagram living it. Yeah. <laughs> In a strip club, a full new strip club. Instagram living. Yep. Interesting. But, uh, no, then this same girl, after she was done taking, like, 2,000 pictures of her butt, uh, gets on stage and does her number. And, uh, you know, I went up to the stage, because, like, prior to... He didn't want to be rude. No, it's not that I didn't want to be rude. She, um, she was cool as fuck. Yeah, no, she was cool. She was cute, for sure. She was, like, the only one that I, you know, wanted to genuinely spend money on in the club. Okay. Which I do spend money on everyone. That's yeah, on Justin stage. tipped every girl that went on stage. Yeah, you, he's such a sweetheart. I am. I'm the goodest boy. But um, so she gets on stage. She's doing her number, paying me all the attention because I'm giving her money. I'm the only one at stage. And I don't even do. You, do you, like what move did she do on me? What would you call that? Uh, it's the classic stripper move where you like 
squat down in front of the guy and lean back, and then you put your legs over the guy's shoulders. So her vagina was probably six inches from his face, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life because he didn't really know what to do. Yeah, um, so in my, you know... Uh, yeah, what did you do? Just curious. <laughs> oh, you'll you'll find out. Okay. So first of all, I am very uncomfortable and awkward in strip clubs because I don't like staring directly at the naked girls because I feel bad doing so. It's I know it's very strange. Catholicism strikes again. Uh, I I just feel bad. So in like my defense mechanism, you know, pulled out a dollar and I was like, whoa, because she was like, you know, clapping her her ass. And I was like, oh, it's like Pac-Man. So I fed her a little dollar like I was playing Pac-Man with her butthole. <laughs> you know? oh but he comes back over and he goes, he sits down next to me on the couch. He goes, I didn't know what to do. Her vagina reminded me of Pac-Man. <laughs> and I, he just wanted to put, I go, don't ever do that. Yeah. Don't. No, I didn't put the dollar in. I know, I just but I was it. like, I felt like I, sh- I was like, please don't do that. But then I just kept thinking about Dwayne and I had the same thought at the same time. Oh, gosh, we have to take him to a strip club in Canada where the, the ones and twos are coins <laughs> and just see if, what happens. Whoa. Just. Like a Pac-Man for real, bud. Yeah. Yeah. He's throwing <laughs> coins. Yeah. Pew, pew. I think I'd like to be in on that trip for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm really surprised that Justin's parents allow him to hang out with me anymore. I mean, I It's because they don't him. know. <laughs> but they already know that you went to Expos and AVN as my mm. date, so I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. taking you to porn conventions, strip yeah. clubs, all sorts of things. Yeah, no, it's quite all right. I mean, I have dated many strippers. Well, one, but that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough to really, you she know. She just had enough personalities to make it feel like many strippers? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was all the different costumes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. It's constant role play. But yeah, so then we go on. And uh, last night we were here in uh, Appleton. Actually, let me back up. We were in uh, Tacoma, which is where I got to meet Darren for the first time in real life. And he's from Tidal Wave Publishing. And I got to see my comic book for the first time. Yeah. So you'll be be able to get those online. And they're limited edition, which is really cool. And there's three or four different ones. And I'll have them at my shows. And the ones that I actually have are special. They're different. Um, But that's pretty cool. We worked together on that. He got it out really fast. Um, And he did some rewrites for me because the original version kind of uh, painted Avenatti in a good light. And I was like, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is not how he actually is. Right. And since we all know that he was just found guilty <laughs> this week. Guilty uh, bitch. On all counts of his uh what is it, extortion and all sorts of stuff in relation to the Nike case. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna have to do an emergency rewrite and they got it they changed the made the changes and got it out in like three or four days. Pretty impressive. Um but yes, I am very excited that Michael's trial. It was swift. It happened. I mean, it was it, it really seems, fast. It seems like it was really quick. Yeah, it happened Thank really God. fast. He was found guilty on all counts really quickly, um, which is awesome. One, because he's a piece of shit and he deserved to be found guilty. And two, it gives me a lot more hope. Not that I doubted it because the evidence is overwhelming and, you know, very tight, like concrete evidence that of what he did to me. But that he was found guilty in this Nike case just means that, uh, 
it's, I feel more confident that he'll be found guilty in my case. And how quickly this case happened uh, is good for me because the less days in court and time that it takes to decide, the the better off, obviously, financially it is. I just want to give a quick shout out to our Storm the Vote uh, followers, followers who are watching us live on oh, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, uh, awesome. Chelsea Mallory says, don't let Avenatti steal your income from this book. From, he already from, did. No, no, no. From this book. Oh, from this book. book. No, yeah, he, yeah. he can't. He, he can't. can't. He had nothing to do with this. Hard I, to do from jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I, the, the quickness with which these comic book folks got the book out reminds me, I feel like comics are to like regular books as porn is to non-porn films. It's just That's like, a very good analogy. Right? Yes. Like we're like down and dirty and just trying to get it done, tell the story, entertain people and get it to the public. So I'm so right. stoked that you're working with a comic book artist. It's awesome. I know. Very exciting. And th- this is, I, I, I kind of just did a skim. This is one that I haven't seen yet, but I'm, I'm actually really excited to, kind of follow through this it's fucking great uh, on uh, storm the vote sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah anybody on uh, storm the vote can type in questions that'd be kind of cool we can answer them live yeah a little q a but in the meantime see and this is what tommy always does tommy always oh rolls up towards the end of a tour ready to party <laughs> when the rest of us just want to die and somehow we when, we're very excited that he's coming, but the day that we know, the day when the day comes that he's coming, we're all like, "Fuck, Tommy's gonna be here." But we, then, we love him. We don't want him to come. But and then, then that somehow he breathes life back into the party. They come alive and they're normal. They're back to their normal selves. That he raises us from the dead. He, he's like a voodoo <laughs> priest. Magic mushroom. Don't say mushroom. I'm triggered. Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, he usually arrives with his uh, potion of. Whiskey. That's true. The and Jack Fire. The Jack Fire. We're so not, we're not tell everybody how we met, Tommy. <laughs> um, well, the real story is um, before any of this was going on, um, I was like, hey, this chick seems pretty cool. She's, you know, ordering some shots of Jack Fire. And uh, we were at a venue in Milwaukee. And uh, she, I believe, was on the road. And, I um, was... Um, Tommy works at a music venue in Milwaukee, and I had flown up to surprise my husband, who was playing drums for Drowning Pool. That's right. Yes. Yes. And um, she came up to the VIP area, and so we had some shots, and uh, before we knew it, uh, the Jack Fire bottle was gone, and no one was drinking except for us. (laughs) And so I was like, well, this chick's pretty cool. I was like, we just polished off a bottle of Jack Fire, and we're still like coherent and you know normal. So that that was the start. That was as the normal start. as normal can be with the two of you, right? Right. And I was I was upstairs at the VIP bar hiding because um, my husband didn't know that I was there. I was there to surprise him. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So I was hiding and killing time basically until yeah, and killing time and bottles and bottles, killing time, killing bottles. Love it. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, and so Tommy and I just hit it off, ended up talking and drinking, and uh, I'll let you finish the story, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, and then from there, I don't, mm, refresh my memory, I don't, I don't actually remember. There's... I think I asked you, <laughs> I, I had been to this. Cool story, bro. No, 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 no I, I had been, really I had bad been this to story. this venue before, uh, yes. um, years before, and there's like rumors that it's haunted. And all that stuff. So I just asked him, I'm like, how long have you worked here? 
I was like, I, we actually met once before. You don't remember. I was on the bus and you brought some stuff out and we kind of told that story. It turned out we had some mutual friends. Yeah. Then I said, is, do you, have you ever heard about it? Haunt it? Do you know there's an underground swimming pool here? And yeah. And so Tommy was like, yeah, let's go down there. And I'll... Yeah, I mean, for the <laughs> most part, um, that is the very beginning of it. And that just led to a bunch of uh, shenanigans and like, I think Traveling. I took my clothes off. Well, I don't remember this, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I definitely took my shirt off. Okay, that, that could have been true, yes. This could have been true. So like a normal Wednesday night? Yeah, normal yeah, night out, much. actually. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Then... I, love, I love having Tommy around. Yeah, the first Tommy's time I you. met Tommy was... Um, I was in Wisconsin... Right before I met up with you on our very first bus run, um, I was uh, stage managing a festival in uh, Kenosha, actually. And um, after the festival was done, you guys were in Milwaukee. Oddly enough, the schedule just kind of lined up. So you guys were about 45 minutes away. The club picks me up, brings me in. My introduction to Tommy is Tommy's already drunk. I'm yeah. very sober because I've been working yeah. at the festival all day. You're halfway through the night of the show. <laughs> yeah, see, Tommy was filling in for you. Yeah. That's right. That's I knew right. he was going to yep. miss the first yep. show, yep. so yeah. I said, well, you come out and run my roadie, basically, yeah. my first show, you yeah. in Denver. Yes. Yeah. so we were doing a bunch of, like, the DJ stuff and, and getting everything set up like Dwayne would do. Yeah. But do you remember exactly how it happened? The Dragons actually were like, quick, let's, Dwayne's coming, let's hide. We all went to a backstage oh, yeah. area. We hid in a dark room. That's and right. when Dwayne came in, everyone jumped out and like screamed at him, like startled him. And then he was just like completely caught off guard. It was and, actually and really funny. Already like just in the worst mood because I had the yeah. longest, shittiest day at the most unprofessional festival, which by the way, I just get sued. I, yeah, I was going to say, I just have to throw this Whoa. out. The next year, the guy that put the festival on, uh, actually got sued, uh, and I, I don't know if he's in jail, so I, I'm not going to throw that part out, but um, it's something to do with embezzling funds from the charity that he had uh, for that That sounds festival. like our president. Damn. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I don't know anything about that. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Really? Uh, we'll talk about this later, but it was... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But Tommy did <laughs> ap- like stop a candle thief in action. Uh, yes. Candle thief. That that was actually thief. in I think it was Madison that happened. Uh, we were out at a show and towards like the end of Stormy's show, and this chick comes up and she's getting close to stage and you know I'm just like okay just a normal yeah. chick like you know whatever sure and uh, Stormy has this routine where she dumps wax on herself with numerous candles and y- usually me or Dwayne or Denver would grab the props and bring them back to the dressing room. Well, this chick nonchalantly reached over, grabbed one of the candles, and tried to walk off with the candle, and I grabbed her hand, and then she dropped the candle, and then pretended like the candle was just there, like, oh, I don't know how it got there on the ground, you know, like... (laughs) Did you drop this? Yeah, yeah, and I clearly, she didn't know, like, I I was working there with the crew, and so she just kind of looked at me, and I caught her off guard, because, I don't know, I guess... People like to steal things off the stage. Yeah. Like, it's so bizarre. 
I mean, I had a guy, and I can't remember what city it was, and it was a really long time ago, and I was on stage dancing, and a lot of times strip clubs have mirrors all around you, and I have become very good at keeping an eye on the crowd by watching people in the mirror. And I also have pretty good instincts. And there was a guy sitting on the side of the stage, and he just looked... I could tell something about that because he was just... His little fingers were... He, I could tell. He was waiting for he a moment to, to do something. <laughs> And I had taken off all my clothes, obviously, and it was a show where I used to wear little socks. It was a schoolgirl show, and so I had little oh, ruffle yeah. socks or whatever. And they were on the back of the stage because I was about to get uh, in a kiddie pool or something. And I'm watching him, and he starts scooting his chair closer. And I was like, what is this asshole doing? I thought he was going for the money because I had also had a bunch of money that I was also throwing in the back of the stage. And I see his hand dart out. Onto the stage, and I think he's going to grab the pile of money, which would kind of... It was a shitty thing to do, but it would kind of make sense. Right. Instead, he grabs one of my socks. And my my roadie at the time uh, saw him reach on stage and grab something, but he didn't know what it was. And he gets up and runs one way. The roadie crosses the stage. They chase the guy. Long story short, he goes out the front door into the parking lot, and they tackle him, and he's like, give it to me, give it to me. Like, thought he had my money or something. It was one of my socks. And when he was wrestling the guy for it, and the guy ate it. What? He what put ate the sock. He swallowed my sock. Man, no way. I'm so sorry. Like, as he deserves a sock. Like I am a weirdo. We know this. Right? Yes. That that's commitment. That is commitment that I admire. You know that sock is inside. That it's inside of him. I, Can I tell you how deathly I, I, afraid I, I, mean, I was ho- that he was going to come anymore. back and ask me to sign it the next day? Oh, that'd have been good. But they asked me if I wanted to press charges, and I was like, no. Oh. He has earned that sock. <laughs> yeah. It's his right. It is his right. I definitely do not want it back. Never. No. I paid 99 cents for it at Walmart. It's cool. It is. He, would, would he like the other to go with it? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. Seconds. It's, so, Tommy, yes, people snatching weird things off the stage that was is very not strange. a new thing. Ugh. But yes. You've got some cool fans for me. <laughs> Is that the what we're st- calling it? The, 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 <laughs> the Stormy Troopers are very special. Stormy Troopers. Anyway. So. That's who we want voting. Yes. Storm the vote. <laughs> or do we? I don't, I don't know. Actually. I don't know. I, I feel like he voted on the wrong side of the, wrong side of the field mm-hmm. there. No. So. <laughs> that was actually the same night, though, that another guy, he grabbed you like... Very kind of like violently. What? Do you remember this or no? I don't know. How drunk was I? Spaces and addresses immediately. This isn't about the time when you left me alone with the guy and he put his hand down my pants, is it? Uh, no, that was the last time I saw the, you. The last this time. This is a yeah. pattern. I don't think we should. Ha- you <laughs> know what? Fired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is why Tommy's a part-time. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> full-time. I think she'd go missing. Well, if if it, if I was full-time, I mean, none of this would happen. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! What God. guy grabbed me? Um, it was a weird dude. Remember, and you were, you were like actually, you were like I actually was frightened because it was like somewhat of a bigger man, and I believe security like grabbed him right away and pretty much threw him out. Oh. But I remember you were like super frightened. You're like, that was really weird. Oh. Okay. But that was also in Madison. Okay. Sounds like somebody was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, like anyone who thinks that uh like. 
stripping or porn or just sex work of any kind is like an easy way out. Like, please listen to the words that were just said. Like, these are, this is, she's on the front lines out here. This is an American soldier. All right. (laughs) So no disrespect to any troops, but we've got one in our presence. I'm just saying. Sick. I so, think. so what are we doing next? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about what's next. Oh hey, Michael Vegas returns! Yay! <laughs> we did it, everybody. We're alive. Okay. Dad came back with the minivan. So. Ah! <laughs> It just happened. So the next thing we're doing, we're going on another road trip, which I love. I love a road trip. My first, like, experiences on tour were in a van. So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. Like, I got my fanny pack. I got my velvet tracksuit on. Um, but we are, we are driving south. Well, first we're going to Milwaukee, right? This whole part of the country is kind of like the, the, the torso of the country. It all kind of muddles together. Like, where's the spleen? Where's the, the uterus? I don't know. It's all kind of mixed bag in there. So we are headed to the spleen of the country, Milwaukee, I guess. Um, and we're, we're starting some ghost hunting activities. Uh, we met with a medium in Spokane, right? We met with a real live medium who talks to dead people and gave us like a nice cleansing. And we have her sort of waiting in case we come back from Atchison, Kansas. Doesn't that sound spooky? Yes. Atchison, where we're going to investigate and stay the night inside the Sally House, one of the most haunted places yes. in the torso of the country. The torso <laughs> of the country. <laughs> um, but she's, she's standing by to, like, cleanse us or yes. just help us deal with anything that comes back from there. So, uh... I was going to say, though, one of the things that the medium talked about, medium talked about without me prompting her was um, we all the house that I just moved out of in New Orleans, which is kind of what started a lot of this talk to do this, mm-hmm. was definitely haunted. 100%. And we all had our own individual, very strange experiences in this house. Um, but as time goes by, you start to think, was that real? Did I imagine it? Uh, no, maybe that I was just fucked. Maybe I was just crazy. <laughs> well... Uh, the medium, her name is I have to, her name is Lindsay. I gotta look up her name because I definitely want to give her a Lindsay shout out. Lindsay Paul. Lindsay Paul. That's right. She's fucking amazing and hot as fuck. Yeah, very pretty. I was, very pretty. Not not Lin, not Lena Paul. Lindsay, Lindsay Paul. Paul. Also, uh, Lena Paul. But she was able. She was telling us things that uh, she would like. We didn't tell her, and basically confirming thoughts and feelings and things that that I had in the house. Um, it was very spooky. She you know, was talking about this dark figure and that he felt like it was his house and like, m- like mimicked like, the way she thought he was looking at me and that's how I felt like he'd been looking at me that matched how my friend Lisa had dreamed that this thing had looked at me. Um, she was able to point... She said, what is it about the bottom of the stairs in the kitchen, the space, which was where the cabinet was, where... Dwayne, I'll let you tell that. Yeah. Oh, dude. So... You had told me that um, you had tried prior to, um, you, you had tried to um, open this cabinet. Yeah, it was a, it was a, there was a, a pantry at the bottom of the stairs in the house, and above the door to the pantry were these cabinet doors, and they were up very high. And I just wanted to open it to see if there was something in it or a good place to store like Christmas decorations. Right. And I had asked Denver to climb up and open it. And Denver's a large man. And he could not get this cabinet door open. He put his back into it. So I figured they had just sealed it, and I forgot about it. And then you asked about the cabinet, and I said, we can't open it. Yeah. So I, I just grabbed a bar stool and said, fuck it. Let's try it. And uh, went up and, with the greatest of ease, popped this thing open. But the, the creepy thing about it was um, 
inside was just kind of grimy. It clearly hadn't been opened in a while, but there were uh, like a child-sized handprint on the wall, like clear as fucking day. And this cabinet's 15 feet up? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the top of it's about 15 feet. I mean, it's and like... The, but the handprints were near the top. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, I would have had to climb up there and get in the thing. I, I would have needed a ladder to even get in there. Like, yeah. It was that Very tall. strange. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the cabinet, but because then, so Michael and I were there, and you guys were headed out on the road at some point. We were there alone. Like, y'all left. We stayed an extra day. We stayed an extra day. And we were on the other side of the house. It was kind of, like, split. Um, and so one side you mostly lived on. The other side was kind of a guest office space, and that's where we were staying. And we were chilling, you know, hanging out, having sex, getting ready to, like, get on a plane. And we were sitting in the living room, and we heard these sounds of, like, what sounded like kids playing. But we just, like... Not a rough neighborhood, but not like a family neighborhood. There were bars nearby, you know. I had never seen a kid there. Yeah. I mean, I had lived there for almost a year, and there was no children. Right. So we were like, oh, it sounds like there's kids playing outside. But it didn't sound like it was coming from outside. It sounded like it was coming from the other side of the house, slightly upstairs, i.e. the creepy cabinet with the child handprints inside. I'm tearing up now. Yep. I got goosebumps, actually, so you're, you're on target. So yep. the crazy thing about me and Justin and our, like, we're yeah. sensitive, and the medium backed us up is when there's stuff ha- about to happen or happening, I get goosebumps on my arm and Justin gets tears in his eyes and it's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like my sad boy superpower. <laughs> <laughs> you got gypped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. But it's a thing. Um, so continue your story. Oh, yeah. So when we were talking to the medium, she confirmed. She was like, yeah, there's like a childlike energy in there that may or may not be malicious but like well, not she, human no, she straight up said have you ever heard children play a child laughing or playing without any of us telling her anything and i said i looked at, right at michael and susie yeah. uh because i never saw it or heard it or had any interaction with it but they did continue yeah, yeah. so we uh were, were chilling in the house you know we're like oh hey hey ghosts how you doing and uh we started having sex because we're gross pigs and um <laughs> and that's when the, cl- the sky, it was a beautiful day. It was beautiful. This was in August, right? So it was hot. It was summer. We were chilling. And the sky just opened up and started pouring rain. I swear to God, it felt like the house was weeping. It felt like it was sobbing. Which is a thing, because right before that, the house, like a couple weeks before that, the house was leaking. Remember, water started coming out of all the, out of out- the outlets. electrical outlets. All, like, I have photos of it on my Instagram. That's some um, poltergeist. But the shit. house... Every panel, like with a light switch or an electrical outlet, water was pouring out of it. And it wasn't raining outside and it hadn't rained. And the house was just very, very sad. Um, it didn't make any sense. Uh, and then it, I mean, it lasted for like a, a few days and then it stopped. Um, and I don't know, it was just a very weird thing. Uh, but I will tell you that there was a lot of times where it would only be raining on my house. Just my house. We'd be uh, Denver and I would be sitting in the backyard. It had like a little courtyard, um, and if we started to have a very serious conversation, it would start raining. But it was only raining over the house. I, I can think of like five or six times where that happened, um, and it was just that, just the house. You could walk out the front door, and there'd be raining on the front porch. But if I went out and stood in the street, it wasn't raining. It was very strange. I, it happened I, a lot. I witnessed at that house. It was raining where we were. Well, actually, the opposite. It was raining up the street. We walked out. We were about to get in an Uber, I believe. And the rain literally 
just started rushing as we came out over towards us. No bullshit. Like it's the craziest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I don't, I don't typically believe in, you know, this, this sort of thing, but that shit and that's why you're not nuts. spooky babes. Yeah, that's why not <laughs> <laughs> They'll get you. Yes. But I think like the living in that house and seeing, living in that house and seeing that stuff. That's when we started thinking about okay, like this is more than a passing fancy. Yeah, we we are into some spooky stuff. Right. Let's get into it and make a show about yeah. it. So spooky babes um, is here. But one of the last thing though was that. Uh, the house, I never felt unsafe there. I just kind of had like a feeling that I wasn't alone. Um, and actually almost was the opposite. Like I felt like uh, I was, it was protecting me sometimes. And then I started to hear knocking, which was the time Dwayne stayed there. And I was like, Dwayne, I know we're not like this, but I'm getting in bed with you. <laughs> like this is too much. Because yeah. um, he was downstairs in my daughter's room. Uh, but towards the end, it started to feel aggressive. And I think it was because they had started doing some remodeling in the, sep- the second side of the house. Right just some repairs, um, but it definitely was unhappy. I know that there were things that attacked. Uh, he doesn't really think it happened or believe it, but I know for a fact, and the medium backed it up, that Denver was targeted quite a bit and attacked. Um, I have something on video that's being looked at right at this very moment, actually, um, by a paranormal investigator. I could tell you his name. But in the meantime, uh, Brad Cooney is actually looking at it, and a guy, uh, see... Daryl Marson from A&E's Ghost Hunters is looking at the footage right now of the shadow figure that got caught on camera in my bedroom. And But a couple hours before it was caught on camera, something happened to Justin in the house. Yeah, yeah. So, this was, um, this is, sorry, Michael, whipping you in the face with the cord. Um, so, this was... Like, two days before you were officially moved out of the house? Yeah, and you were helping me move stuff. Yeah, so I was over there helping Stormy move some stuff, and I went into the bathroom, you know, to use the bathroom. And the I downstairs bathroom. Downstairs bathroom, and they have, like, one of those latches, like, in uh, urinal stalls. Or... This is the one off the kitchen? Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, a sliding yeah. latch, like a... The doorknob was broken, so there was a latch up high yeah. like, that you would slide to lock that door. Yeah, which is, like, you know, it's about eye level with me, so it's pretty high up there and um you know locked it and turned around and right before i started to you know stream i just hear and i look back and it's unlatched and the door starts to open and i'm like stormy because she's upstairs (laughs) yeah i was upstairs changing because justin and i had been moving stuff and decided to leave to go get a bite to eat and he's like all right i'm gonna use the bathroom while you change and i'm upstairs changing and i hear him stormy yeah (laughs) and he comes running up the stairs into my bedroom and he was like, oh, my God. And he tells me what happened. And I, like, instantly was covered in goosebumps and was like, I didn't actually hear something say. Like, I don't, I don't normally hear things, which might be why I didn't hear the, the kids playing. Like, I don't – that's not how I pick up stuff. But I definitely heard the words of get out. No, and you didn't like, tell me that. Just kind of like I had the feeling. Like, I didn't hear anything. But I was like, I felt like, get out, get out, get yeah. out, get out. And look, I'm gonna use both. Yeah, I'm tearing up. And Justin was like, "Get your stuff. You're staying in my house." <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Actually, uh, also later on that night too, you were kind of telling me that I was getting targeted by whatever we think it was the child spirits. But like, I was standing in the living room and I just see you look behind me and look like kind of up like you're following something. Yeah. And I'm like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" Yeah. Because I start to get freaked out. But yeah, there was movement over his head up in the corner of like the room. It was like heat waves. And that's, yeah, it looked like heat waves, but 
I mean, this is just, it wasn't. And it was moving in a controlled pattern. And it was, it was the same energy that what we saw in the cabinet several months before. So anyway, long story short, there's a lot of freaky shit in the house yeah. that I just moved out of in New Orleans. Uh, Lindsay Paul backed up all of these things without her, us prompting her. She knew about the different stuff. Uh, yeah, we were all and and weird shit has always happened to all of us individually. So we're going ghost hunting now. Yeah. Because that's a good idea. Also, I just want to put out there, too, I never told any of y'all this. Uh, oh, my God. No, 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 no. It's fine. But kid spirits love me. Well, kids love you. Kids love me. Animals love me. But the spirits love it's me, because too. you're the same age. Yeah, it's because we can relate. <laughs> you kindred spirits. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's especially interesting because since we're spending the night in the Sally house. I know. Sally House is named after a little girl named Sally that, that died there. The spirit of this house is supposed to be a little girl. Yeah, so we'll see if she hits me up. Justin's got a new best friend. Yeah, best buds. Best buds. <laughs> you can do each other's nails. Ooh, that's so a good idea. Note, you can do her makeup. Oh, my God. Yeah, she probably needs help. You guys probably wear the same color foundation, you spooky kids. <laughs> yeah, probably so. You might have the same skin complexion, too. Maybe she can borrow your sunglasses. Oh, no, she's not You're probably the, the same size. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> So on that note, Unless everybody, <laughs> thank yeah. you for listening to Taking the World by Stormy. Hopefully we survive the ha- Sally House and uh, get to sh- film, record another one of these podcasts. Let's get spooky. Yeah. Sick. Thanks for listening to Taking the World by Stormy. For information, tour dates, and merch, visit stormydaniels.com. To have Stormy send a personal video message to someone you love or hate, go to cameo.com forward slash Stormy Daniels. You can find exclusive uncensored pics and clips from the podcast on Stormy's OnlyFans page. And for those brave enough, follow Stormy at twitter.com forward slash Stormy Daniels. Thanks for listening to Taking the World by Stormy.